T-minus two hours until tip-off. It's Sacramento. It is Golden State. It is game five. And we are at 34 Mexican Cantina. Come on down and see us right in Midtown. We will be doing the pregame, the halftime, the postgame here. There's outdoor seating. Uh, they, there are three TVs at the bar area. The Mexican food is phenomenal. You got the margaritas. You got the other beverages. That's right down here at 34 Mexican Cantina. All right. You know what? There's really not a lot that I have to say. You know what it's all about. The winner of tonight's game is in the driver's seat big, big time to win this series. If Sacramento does not win this game, I don't see it getting back for a game seven. To me, Sacramento has to win this game. They have to hold serve. And if they do, I think they got a pretty good chance of winning this series. It all centers around Fox. Sabonis is going to get going. Will Kevin Herter get going? You know, these are things that we're going to find out. But Ryan and I are going to be down here doing uh, all of our shows. Come on down and see us. I need a leadoff man or woman who's going to lead the way. I hope that you had a chance to watch the show with Jerry and Ryan today. We went over a lot of things with this series. All right. We say hello to Preston. Hey, Preston, how are you? Doing well, Grant. How about yourself? I'm good. Um, I wanted to ask you what you thought the Kings need to do in the offseason. You know, Preston, I don't really want to talk about the offseason just yet when there's the biggest game in Sacramento uh, in the last 21 years. I really don't want to talk about the offseason before the biggest game in 20 years. Okay, fair enough. All right, buddy. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, if you want to get in on the program, uh, hit the hand icon uh, and we'll do it. By the way, Preston, it was very nice meeting you uh, the other day at the watch party on Sunday at uh, Daikon Barbecue. So thanks for coming down. Really appreciate that. But yeah, this is not the time to be talking about the off season. All right. The off season may not start for uh, several weeks. All right. Or a couple of months. Uh, now it's not the time to be talking about the off season two hours before the biggest game, arguably since uh, 2002 for the uh, Sacramento Kings. All right. Hit me up. All right. Who wants to be next? Again, we are at uh, 34 Mexican Cantina. And uh, we'll be here watching a game and hanging out with everybody at the watch party. Beautiful, beautiful day. A lot of people uh, sitting outdoors as well, uh, enjoying the ambiance here. Could not really ask for uh, a more beautiful day. This is outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. All right. Lakers and Memphis, their game is going on right now. I'll keep you up to date on uh, that score as the Lakers are trying to close out the Grizzlies. Certainly, we saw some amazing games last night. And the fact that the Celtics lost to Atlanta without DeJounte Murray, you had the Suns barely beating the Clippers without their two best players. I mean, that's a little puzzling, right? You got Miami and Jimmy Butler, who took care of the Bucks, and they're up three games to one. Go figure that. And now in this series, you've got tonight, then Friday night, and if necessary, Sunday. So not a lot of time off between games, and particularly if you're talking about between Friday and Sunday afternoon. Now, we don't know what time the game would be if it is indeed going to be a game seven, but in all likelihood, uh, it would be in the 1230 slot. But again, that's not official. That's just me uh, guessing uh, what time uh, the game would be. Right now, with uh, two minutes left in Memphis, and the Lakers leading that series three games to one, uh, Memphis has to lead at 29 to 24 and now 30 to 24 
after a pair of free throws by Desmond Bain. All right, who wants to be next? What do you think? What do you think we're going to be talking about on the post-game show? And what do you think we're going to be talking about tomorrow? Do you think the Kings are going to win this game? And are you like me? Do you feel this is a must-win game for Sacramento? Do you see a scenario where the Kings lose tonight and end up going to San Francisco on Friday and forcing a game seven? I don't think that's a really good recipe for success. So to me, this game tonight for Sacramento is an absolute must-win. Got to have it. Plain and simple. Got to have it. Absolutely have to have it. Let's get to some more phone calls. We say hello to Patrick. Patrick, all the way across the country in New York. Hi, Patrick. How you doing, Grant? I'm good, Patrick. What's going on? Well, forgive me. I know it's a King show, but uh, yeah, the Knicks, they just went into uh, halftime, and they're up by 10. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was just going to say that. First of all, this is not a King show. This is a sports show where we talk about all things. So this is not just a King show. So you're, you're more than uh, in the right to talk about anything else that you want. And yeah, what the Knicks to me are really playing well, Patrick. Uh, they really have surprised me. I, I'm not saying I did not think they could win the series, but how they have played in this series beginning in game one has really been something to me. Yeah, it's been awesome. Well, I don't know if you know, but just now uh, Randall went down on his uh, left ankle, the one that he injured that he was out with with five games, and he went back into the tunnel. Uh, I don't have that game on here. They, well, I got the Memphis yeah. Lakers game on, so I'm not following that game, but thank you very much for that. So yeah, how bad did it look? I was going to comment on that. We're sort of on pins and needles right now, so we don't know if he's going to come out for the second half. You know? I mean, well, that, I know yeah, – um, I was going to say, I know they won without Randall the other day at the end, but but we still need him. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you have to have him. Absolutely. No question about yeah. that. That could really, that could change the series around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, hopefully, hopefully we can get by this game if, if he's uh, injured, but we'll, we'll find out uh, in about 20 minutes or so when they come out of the tunnel with the half. So what's the score? What's the score right now at half? It's uh, 61-51. Okay. All We're right. Up by 10. Yep. But they're looking really good. They're moving the ball really well. Quickly uh, scored about 11 points, and um, I know I'm boring all the King fans. I apologize. I know it's a sports show. But, no, no, no. You're not. You're not. Hey, Patrick, <laughs> we're all good, man. It's Wednesday, yeah, yeah. and on Wednesdays, I have open forum Wednesday where we talk yeah. about anything. So, no, you know what? You're 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 all good, buddy. You're all good. Yeah, Don't apologize. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'm, I'm rooting for the Kings tonight. I hope they do well. You know, I mean, because Fox, he's, he's a special player. I mean, uh you know, from the limited time I've seen him here on the uh, East Coast and from hearing your shows with uh, Ryan, you know, I mean, uh, I'm enjoying the Kings running myself over here. So I wish you guys luck over there. And uh, just say a quick uh, prayer for Randall in a couple minutes. That's all I have to say. All right, Patrick. Thanks for calling, buddy. You take care. All right. Thanks, bud. Take care. Thank you. All right. So there you have it. The Knicks up by 10 at the half, 61 to 51. But Randall uh, going down. So we'll see what happens there. All right. Give me a uh, call. What do you think about tonight? Do you think the Kings get the win, meaning that De'Aaron Fox would have to be fairly effective? And I think we're going to know in the first couple of minutes because I, I think you're going to see the Golden State Warriors pressuring Fox to see how he handles the ball. And, you know, you can't be turning the ball over against the Warriors team. You know, in the game three, the Kings had 15 turnovers and only 21 assists. That's not going to get it done. All right, let's get to Jeff. Jeff, welcome to the program. How are you, Jeff? Hey, Grant. Doing good. How about you? I'm fine. Thank you. Put your hand up if you would have said back in January if the Kings would be in the in uh, 
two and two with the Warriors in the in the first round. How how happy? Yeah, I don't. Been? I I don't see anybody's hand up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. But is there going to be any bigger game in the Kings in the past seventy? How many years since that? that no, was- since two thousand two be the biggest game since 2000 well i mean you know game seven on the road at minnesota was a huge game that was in uh, that was two years after that in 2004 but uh yeah this is this for a home game this is the biggest game since 2002 right right well hopefully i've seen the interview with De'Aaron, and he seemed pretty upbeat but he he said he hit his hand on his steering wheel on his car and it was excruciating pain i don't know how he did that but he said you know it was very painful so hopefully Hopefully he can handle it tonight. But you know, if somebody doesn't go after him or hit his hand, or you know, on a they're going to hit his hand, Jeff. There, you, you, it's impossible to play basketball, okay, at any level, and and not have your hand hit. It, it, it's not possible. He's going to have his hand hit. I mean, if you right. don't, if you think he's going to play in this game tonight and not have his hand hit, it, that's not going to happen. He's going oh, yeah. to get his hand hit. Yeah, you're right. In the, the worst case scenario, going down on the ground. You know, trying to break yep. himself, yep. Uh, falling yep. down or something. Yep, all of those things factor into it. Right, right. So, uh, where where are you and where are you and Ryan at tonight? I'm at 34 Mexican Cantina downtown on O Street, Posey Station. Okay. All right. Well, you guys have a great party. Wish I could attend, but I'm an hour and a half hour and a half drive away. And uh, but no uh, problem, buddy. I understand completely. Anyways, have a good time and look forward to hearing you on the on the chat. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. Take Bye-bye. care. Bye bye. All right, let's get to uh, Connor next. Hey, Connor, what's going on? Hey, Grant, how's it going? Good, buddy. What's up? So, how about that Oilers game last night? Pretty dominant win from them after a back and forth first period. Yeah, no question. Uh, you know, they looked like the real Edmonton Oilers last night. No doubt about that. Yeah, a question they, I had yeah. about scheduling. You said that usually in the NHL, it's every other day. They played yesterday. Game six isn't until Saturday, so yes. I wonder why. It's very happens. odd. Same thing with Vegas. They got an extra day off, so um, I was a little perplexed by that too. But I, I, you know, Edmonton's a better team. We know that. It's been a hell of a series. You know that coming back from three, uh, three nothing after one, and then winning that game in overtime to me turned the series around. Yeah, I totally agree. And then I wanted to get to this De'Aaron Fox injury and stuff. I saw, like, in the interview he was wearing a splint on his finger and stuff. But have you ever seen, like, a player play a game with, like, a splint like that? And, like, yeah, I thought that all maybe the there'd be questions about, like, that being legal, no. having something like that on your hand. No, players play with splints on their fingers all the time. It's not, it's not, it's not an issue. Okay, and then I think a big key for the game tonight, obviously everyone – has been talking about it. Kevin Herter needs to wake up and start making shots. I think, I mean, that's huge for them. Yeah, he has to. You're absolutely correct. And Clay Thompson's in his head. I think Clay Thompson is a bad matchup for him. And that's got to change if the Kings are probably going to win this series. I I think Kevin Herter is going to have to make some impact here in these next games, especially if Fox is somewhat limited. Yeah, and then everyone was talking about the Sabonis jump shot, the elbow, and how he needs to shoot that and be aggressive and stuff. But I don't necessarily agree with that. Obviously, if you're open in the first quarter, shoot it. See if it goes in. If it goes in, then they're probably going to step out on you. If it doesn't go in, 
I think he can be a lot more effective just attacking the rim and in the post. And I think you don't really need to be worried about his jump shots. I don't really care how he scores. I don't care if he scores from around the basket or he scores on his jump shot. The reality is he needs to be scoring at least 20 points a game. I don't care how he gets his points. I mean, that to me doesn't matter. Uh, you know, but but he's got to be able to score. Yeah, I totally agree. And then one of the other headlines in the NBA, did you see the Anthony Edwards assault allegations and stuff? I did see that. I did. Yes, I did. So apparently he threw a chair at two employees. So that could, that's not good yes. for him. It's definitely not good. Again, if the stupidity and the things that we talk about on an all too often uh, basis is very alarming. I mean, and again, I'll wait until more information comes out, but it's very, you just have to ask yourself what the hell these guys are thinking about. Yeah. And then the last thing I know it's the Kings playoffs and everything. That's what everyone talks about. But me personally, I'm really excited for the draft tomorrow with where the quarterbacks will go and how it'll play yep. out early. All right. So to me, to me, the real key is what Houston is going to do it too. And does CJ Stroud end up being the pick at number four to the Colts? Yeah, it's interesting because I saw that there's rumors that CJ Stroud, they take a, all the quarterbacks take some tests and he scored terribly compared to everyone else. And yes, I, yes. That's starting to get some buzz around. So, I mean, would you be shocked if Houston didn't go quarterback at two? No, I would not be shocked. Uh, the prevailing thought from everyone is that they're not going to go quarterback at two and that they're going to take Will Anderson. And do you think that's a mistake? Their guy is Davis Mills right now. I know next year there's a really good quarterback class, but when there's four or five guys kind of buzzing around the top of the first round, don't you think you should get your hands on one of them? No, not unless you love a quarterback. If, if I don't love a quarterback at number two, I'm not taking him. I have to love the guy, not like the guy. I don't know if – I think you were watching a show that we did with Sean Salisbury on Monday, correct? Yeah. All right, well, that's what he said, and I think he's spot on. You know, if you're going to take a quarterback at one or two, you have to love that quarterback, not like him. And, you know, maybe they don't Maybe they don't love a quarterback at number two. And if you don't love somebody, you know, assuming that Bryce Young is off the board, then no, you should not take a quarterback just because it's sexy. You take a player that you absolutely love at number two. You know, you can't be gambling at number two, in my opinion. Yeah, and speaking of gambling and kind of off-field issues, there's this guy, Jalen Carter, who obviously has been involved in a lot of bad headlines, but he's arguably the most talented player in this draft class. So it'll be interesting to see if teams can look past his off-field issues and take him early. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I'll tell you right now, if I'm a general manager, I'm not taking any player in any sport that has off-the-court or off-the-field issues. I'm not doing it, okay? I'm just not – I'm not putting up with that headache. I'm not doing that. And I don't care how good of a player that individual is. I'm not going there. I'm staying away from it. I'm just not. Uh, and, and again, I know that, you know, a lot of general managers, they, they, they stay up all night and they, they have restless, sleepless nights thinking about that. Me personally, I'm not doing it. I'll tell you this. I'll never forget. And this was probably before you were listening to my show, but I, I don't know that for sure. But I was co-hosting my show with Mike Lamb and the day before the draft of the Kings, when they selected DeMarcus Cousins, we were mentioning his red flags. And I said to Mike, I go, okay, Mike, you're Jeff Petrie. Are you taking DeMarcus Cousins? He said, absolutely not. There's too many red flags with him and I'm not going there and I don't want to deal with that. I need something. I need a player that 
does not have all those red flags. And you know what? He was spot on 100%. And here's somebody that played big-time college football as a starting tackle at USC, which, you know, is basically a professional team in college when he played there. He played with Ronnie Lott. He played with Marcus Allen. You know, he played with, you know, uh, phenomenal players. He was there when Anthony Munoz was there. I mean, we can go on and on. And, you know, he was spot on. And so I'll tell you this, Connor. Personally, if I'm the one that's making the decision, I'm not taking anyone that's got red flags off the field or off the court. I'm not doing it. Yeah, you look at the Texans at two or the Cardinals at three, and if they're going to choose a defensive player, I think Will Anderson, he's a safe pick because he's the complete opposite of Jalen Carter. He's about as professional as they come, and he has a clean record and stuff, and I think he's just as talented, if not more. So I think they that he might be the first defender off the board. Could very well be. You know, it's a good question you bring up. It really is. It's a very good question that – you bring up, but me personally, I'm not taking any player that has off the field issues, just ignoring them. And I'm moving on, not going there. Yeah. And then last thing about the draft, Anthony Richardson, he's the quarterback that a lot of people think yep. has the highest ceiling in this draft. Do you yep. think he's worth like a top 10 pick when he might have to sit a year under a veteran quarterback, maybe like Geno Smith to learn under him? Or do you think that he might slide down the board? Yeah, I don't have any problem. If he has to learn, I think it could be very good for him. So he is somebody that is being labeled as maybe a guy that's going to end up being the best quarterback in this draft. Again, you know, it all depends in the room with your scouts and your general manager. You know, at that pick, you don't have to love him. You just have to like him a lot. You know, if you're in that position and you really like him and he's on the board and you need a quarterback in the next few years, I think it's a very good pick personally. I really do. Yeah, that's all I got today. It should be. I mean, let me ask. Let, let me let me let me ask you this, okay? You you follow sports closely. You're, you nothing gets by you. You know, Brock Purdy is a perfect example of this, right? I mean, the 49ers didn't need a quarterback, correct? And yet they took him because they really liked his upside. And then look what happened. So you know, talent is talent, and if you pass up talent because you already have someone of that position, that can come back and bite you. You know, I'll never forget when the Kings took Joe Klein with their first ever pick instead of Carl Malone. And the reason why they did that is because they already had a really good power forward in Otis Thorpe, a good big man. So they didn't take Carl Malone. Well, you know, again, th that's a huge mistake. You, it, When you come to draft, you take – if you think there's a special player on the board and you have another really good player at that position, doesn't matter. You take that player. So you think that – Drafting best available instead of best fit is the better option. I would agree with that. If if you as a general manager, Connor, have a in your scouting department, if you feel that that player is special, okay. Now, if you have a tie, where on your board you have two players rated the same, but one of those players fits your need, and the other player you already are pretty solid at that position, well, then you take the player that fits a need. But yeah, if you think that player, if you have that individual graded higher by than anyone else on the board, you take that player. Absolutely. I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah, it's a good discussion. It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out tomorrow. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. All right. By the way, speaking of tomorrow and the NFL draft, I'm going to be doing my show uh, at a very odd time, okay? 
because I don't want to compete with the NFL draft. So my show tomorrow is going to be at 11 in the morning. All right. I'm going to do a show tomorrow at 11 in the morning before the NFL draft. We'll talk about this game. So tomorrow at 11 a.m., join me right here on Listen App. All right. Let's get to uh, some more phone calls right here on this busy day. And it's Trent. Hey, Trent. Hey, good afternoon, Grant. Great to see you last week at Soul Street. And uh, thanks Thank for my you. shirt. Really love it. Um, you know, talking about Joe Klein and Carl uh, Malone. Good Lord. Um, Joe Klein got a championship, right, with the Bulls and Carl yep. Malone. Did yep. he ever get a championship? No. Oh, goodness gracious. Well, I was following – I've been following a lot of commentary uh, this week leading up to this game, and I really found that your your chat that you had with Larry Kruger really, really insightful, and also the uh, the Jerry Reynolds and Ryan from Sacktown show was really good. Can you um, – do you have any other comments on the way ESPN or, or ABC does its television coverage? I, I remember you saying that they I don't should watch have Mark, Mark Jones and the, the lady go to New York and do that series and have – Van Gundy, Mike Breen, and Mark Jackson come out to Sacramento to do that. I don't know how Mark Jones is even a network announcer, personally. I mean, I, I don't understand that. I've, I've said that for years. I've said that for before he even became the Sacramento announcer. I've always said that. I don't understand how Mark Jones is a network announcer. So, to me, he shouldn't be doing any of the games. But wow. I do yeah. agree with Larry Kruger. I, I think he makes a very good point. Uh, in all fairness, and again, I'm trying to be as transparent as I can, I have not if there's one game in the playoffs that I've listened to with the sound on, and it was game two in Sacramento that Ian Eagle did. And Ian is a very close friend of mine, and that's why I had the sound up. But in all these watch parties I've been doing, I'm talking to people. It's very difficult to hear the announcers. So I haven't really been paying attention to what the announcers are saying and what they're not saying. But with Ian Eagle, I try to make a point to listen a little bit more carefully. That's cool. That's cool. Do you think? Um, do you think Gary Gerald is gonna last another year with the Kings? I mean, he's a yeah, legendary figure. Is he gonna get some kind of award for what he's done in the last thirty-five years? An award? Yeah, yeah, like broadcasting award, like national, like uh, lifetime achievement kind of award for. for mm, I don't think so, but I mean, I you know, I, I don't know what the Kings have uh, planning for him, but I think he's gonna keep on doing the games until he can't do them anymore. That's awesome. All right. Well, thanks, Grant. Have a great night and have a great uh, watch party. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Let's get to uh, Waggus. Hello, Waggus. How are you? Good, Grant. You know, again, I know I said this before, but thank you for doing the show. I mean, I know you don't get anything for doing this, and I know you do it for us. Thank you. And, and I got to say, it's nice that you're doing it because we don't have any other platform to really go to. Um, as, well, listen, I'm happy to. I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to do it. So I appreciate you listening every day and supporting and everyone else so I'm, I'm very happy to do it yep and um i do believe in taking the best player um you know um so so i do agree with that um i i, I think if you get two good good players at a similar position you can always trade one um so that was a nice conversation you and connor were having uh but um i'll say this for tonight i'm not gonna go against the kings i've, I've gone against them all year they've always proven me wrong i thought they were gonna get swept but they've you know, I, I've been amazed by them, especially, um, you know, in game four when they were down by 10 on the road. And I thought, OK, this, this is going to turn into a blowout. And they came back and yeah. Yeah. showed a fight. Obviously, there's a Fox issue. But but I just think that this team, for whatever reason, is resilient. They, they will rally around him and they understand the importance. And I do think they are going to win. 
and um, and I think that you might hit over 30k tonight when they do win. Um, have you hit well, 30k so far? Yeah, we have. Yeah, we've we've done okay. it a couple of times. I've had over 30,000 on Periscope and uh, YouTube. So I'm, my goal is to hit 40 grand, uh, 40k. That's what I'd like to do if they win tonight. Well. Uh, yeah, uh, or or who knows? It, okay, fine. So we hit 40K tonight, and then in game seven when they win, we hit 50K. So, <laughs> there you go. So, there you go, buddy. Yeah, yeah. just, um, you know, it's just the media this morning was like, oh, this series is over and this and that. And, um, yeah, and, and also Chris Haynes was uh, reporting that the Warriors feel so confident because they found something. Is that just a bunch of BS to get? It is a bunch of BS. Okay. It's BS. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Because because they barely lost. Uh, what do they find? Another Steph Curry that's going to be starting tonight, <laughs> along with Steph Curry? Seriously, what, what 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 kind of nonsense is that? They found yeah. something. What the hell is that? They found something. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what Charles Barkley said because I was watching the TNT pregame. Um, you know, Stupidity. Yeah. So should be fun. What did, Char- um, what did Charles say? What did Charles um, say? Charles said that the Warriors make me laugh. And then he said, they won by one shot and now they've found something. He, he said exactly you. what you said. <laughs> so. Well, there you go. Charles is great. I love Charles and good. I'm glad that Charles and I are aligned uh, with the stupidity of a comment <laughs> like that. Yep. Um, I, no, I get it. You know, it could be just they're doing it on purpose to throw the opponent off. That's fine. I mean, it, it's a game within a game. So, uh, but Charles did say, and I don't agree with Charles on this, but he he says if what he did his guarantee thing, he says that the Kings are going to blow him out tonight, and um, and he was pretty you know confident about it. But again, you know, I, it just seems like he was the only one in the media that's got you know that, that's talking good about the Kings. So, or or or, or should I say that is going to give them uh, is giving them a chance tonight. So it'll definitely be interesting. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, I appreciate your you. call. Yeah, you, take buddy. care. All right, bye-bye. All right, again, if you want to get in on the program, uh, now is the time as we are down at 34 Mexican Cantina. Pre-game, halftime, post-game, originating from here. Uh, the food here is outstanding, all right? And the beverages, there's an outdoor patio as well. So come on down for the watch party. It's the Kings and the Warriors. But you know, as far as Chris Haynes said, the, the Warriors have found something. What a bunch of crap that is. Yeah, it's just stupidity. Bunch of nonsense. It really is. Uh, again, because of the NFL draft tomorrow, I'm going to have an early show. So my show tomorrow is going to be at 11 in the morning. Okay? 11 in the morning. And we'll talk about tonight's game. We'll talk about, you know, again, what we think might happen in the first couple picks of the uh, NFL draft. That is tomorrow at 11 o'clock. Let's get to some more phone calls and we say hello to Al. Al, how are you today on this Wednesday? Hey, Nate, I'm good, man. Can you hear me? Sure can. Sorry I kept you down there tonight. I had a family uh, situation. It's okay. No problem. I was one. Uh, I've been there to both your Bennett, uh, uh, you know, broadcast. And then, of course, then, of course, I went out of town camping. So I had to let you know. I'm hey, I'm no problem. What, 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 what's your question there? What do you want to talk about today, buddy? Well, first off, I want to say, ask if, uh, did you see that uh, the NBA came out and said that the, the officials blew a, a, a critical call? Yeah. In the last, yep. they did the last two minutes for the Kings yep. review to they could, they put up with a fox on the line for two. Right. Yep. I well, I guess, yep. I guess it's just a matter of, 
That's that's King's basketball for you. But I I agree with the best player available. My my nephew, who's uh, nobody's going to really change my mind about NFL because I followed NFL. I live, eat, and sleep NFL football for my for my whole life. Yeah, but my nephew told me, you know, Unc, if you do best player available, if you do if you draft on need, I always believed in need, drafting for need. And then my nephew said. Well, when you do that, he's a diehard Raiders fan. When you do that, you get Jamarcus Russell. And after he told me that, I wish I changed my total philosophy. Get the best player available because you know what? Yep. You got a special player, Nate. You got a got a real talent and a coach and the coaching staff of any level of wherewithal can fit make that work. So get the best player available. Forget Amen. about me. Amen. That's the way to I'm go. And I want to say real quick, I was, I was, it was hard for me to figure out. Patrick, who called you earlier, was from the up, from the beautiful state of New York. It's very hard to. Really, I know his accent is very plain, and I know very difficult to uh, figure out where he's from. I agree with you. That that's very yeah. puzzling. <laughs> I love it. I hope he calls again because I loved, I love oh, yeah. that. He calls call. a lot. He calls fun. a lot. He calls a lot. Yeah, and you know what, man? You guys got a good pickup. The Giants got a good pickup. From what my team is, who's giving players away, Ashawn Robinson. He is a he's a he doesn't fill a stat, but he's a he's is a beast in the interior. So he is going to free things up for a for a, a Thibodeau and um, man, he he is a load man. He was a he was an unsung hero for us in the Super Bowl run a couple years ago. He is a hell of a player, and that's a great pickup by the Giants. It's under the radar pickup, but that's, I think it's an amazing pickup, man. So good job. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. I liked it too. We'll see what happens. But I, I, I thought it was pretty good myself. You think uh, Fox's injury is going to really affect him tonight, or what do you think is? I don't do know. Well, I mean, that's a great question. It's the question that nobody knows, and um, I don't think it's going to help him. I can tell you that it's not going to make him better. Yeah, you know, I'm, Some I'm, cool. concerned. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about the dribbling. Uh, and I'm concerned about what happens if he gets, not if, but when he gets hit on that hand, which he is going to get hit on the finger. The question is, at what angle is it going to make it worse? I mean, there are a lot of issues that can factor into this. I mean, this is going to be a situation where the Warriors are going to be slapping down on his hand a lot. That's going to happen. Yeah, I love Charles, too. I just, you, I know you're good friends with him. He is your first ever uh, podcast. Yep. I love Charles because he's so straightforward. He's just, and he's real old school, you know. Oh, I just love his take on everything. And I'll just let you go, man. Thanks. Good. Hey, thanks for, thank thanks you, for doing all your, all your hard work with for us, the fans. And you, we appreciate everything you do. I love what Waga said. And, you know, you're the best, man. I got my, if you don't like that t shirt on right now, so I'm going to watch the game and, and Thank I'll be watching you. YouTube afterwards. And just have a good night, buddy. Thank you very much. You take care. I appreciate you. Appreciate you calling and your support. Let's get to Jerry. Hello, Jerry. Welcome to the program. Hey, Grant. How are you, sir? Okay, buddy. What's up? Hey, Grant. I'm on the couch listening to your show, and my wife says, "Did you hear about Grant?" I said, "No." What? Uh, she says that uh, that she heard that you lost your lawsuit against Bonnie. Not true. No, not okay. true. Uh, basically, what it is is uh, we have to amend our complaint. And we have 21 days to amend our complaint. I would label it as somewhat of a setback, but nowhere near what I would call fatal. 
And my attorney right now is working on amending the complaint. And again, we have 21 days to do that. And I, I literally just got off the phone with my attorney before he started the show. Uh, he's very confident still. So no, the lawsuit, we did not lose the lawsuit. Well, Grant, that's great, great news, buddy, because you know what? You Thank know, you. If anybody deserves justice, it's you, Grant. And um, Thank you, buddy. I'm, and I'm praying and hoping for you, bud. All right, sir. And uh, go Kings, buddy. Thank you. Take care, Jerry. Appreciate your phone call. All right. Let's get to uh, some more phone calls. And we say hello to Matt. Hello, Matt. How are you? Hey, Grant. Can you hear me all right? Yep. I can hear you fine. Oh, um, just to come full circle with you, nine years, uh, 25 years plus ago, I was listening to you and, and this tractor that only played AM radio. Now I'm listening to you on my phone with a hands-free device. And, <laughs> How about and, that, huh? And, and another thing, I know I've talked I to you it. and I met you at Bennett's and everything. It was awesome. It was great. Loved you guys. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you was, how do you think Fox will, well, you think he'll attack the basket more or do you think they're going to yes. try and shoot it just to feel good about shooting? No, I think he's going to be attacking the basket. I mean, he's going to be, he's going to do what he's able to do. I mean, he knows what he can do and what he can't do. And he, he will play accordingly to that. So we're going to find out fairly early in this game what he can and cannot do, Matt. You know? Do you think Malik Monk, um, say say we, we can all tell on the TV and we're just watching the game that he just doesn't have it. Do you think Brown will pull him, or do you think he'll try and push him? I don't think Brown's going to – you mean if the Aaron Fox – and I'm going to let you go because you have a really bad background noise, and it's very difficult to uh, hear you, and I appreciate your phone call. Yeah, Mike Brown's not going to play the Aaron Fox if he's a liability on the floor. Of course not. You know, Mike Brown's coaching the, 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 the game to win, and if the Aaron Fox is not able to, you know, contribute and do what he does, then, yeah, he's going to have to go to plan B. There's no question about that. Hey, don't forget, come on down to 34 Mexican Cantina, 11th, right off 11th and O Street. All right. So we're right here. Posey Station, outdoor, indoors. Come on down and join us for the contest tonight. Tip off in about an hour and a half. Right now, the Knicks lead the Cavaliers 74-65. Five minutes left in the third and 245 left in the first half. Memphis leads the Lakers 56 to 45. Don't forget, early show tomorrow. All right. 11 a.m. show right here on Listen App. We got a lot to talk about. So be sure and join us tomorrow at 11 in the morning. Hey, I want to say thank you to everyone that takes the time to listen to this show and follow us on YouTube and everything else. Greatly appreciate your support. And I'm looking forward to the game tonight, pregame, halftime, and postgame. Should be a hell of a game. Should be a dandy. So long, everybody. Thanks very much. Bye bye.